Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome back to the John Katz Matidi's Cats at Night show. It is an honor to introduce the next guest, General Jack Keane. He's a retired four-star general, former vice chief of staff uh, for the United States Army, also a Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient. He's a national security analyst and serves as chairman of the Institute for the Study of War. And he is just uh, an, an amazing person, a, a hero. And thank you so much, General Jack Keane, for your service. Tell us what's the latest going on in Ukraine. Well, the, the uh, in the northern sector and the main effort uh, dealing with Kiev, the capital city, uh, for a number of days now, uh, the Russians have been preparing to restart their offensive, and they began that offensive today, but it was not very impressive. Uh, they moved nine battalions uh, onto the western side of the city, the northwestern part, up near a, a, an airport by the name of Hostomol, and they got stopped by the Ukrainians. And uh, on the east side, they're coming a much longer distance uh, to come. And as they were making their way down, and they were interdicted also by the Ukrainians, and they had to get, as opposed to staying on the offense, they had to go on the defense. So uh, much as they have had problems uh, from the very beginning in, in attempting to encircle Kiev, the restart of this offensive, at least in its first day, uh, did not do too well. And, and so our audience understands what their plan would be is to come down to Kiev on the west on a single axis and circle the city, come down on the east side. And what goes through the city is a river. So that's why they're splitting their forces. And they come down on the east side, and they're coming on two converging axes, be down into one, and then encircle the city and shut it off. And then they would, in those formations that are coming with them, are not just uh, tanks and fighting vehicles, but they have lots of artillery and obviously support vehicles as well. And once they encircle the city, they would use the artillery. We call them area attack weapons tube artillery, rocket artillery, to hammer the city. And they would do that for a considerable amount of time uh, to destroy as much as they possibly could, seeking a surrender you know, from the government and the, and the people in the city. If they did not get that, then they would move inside the city with their combat forces and attempt to go block by block, building by building. So our audience understands in urban warfare, which this is, a city of 3 million, likely down to maybe closer to 2 million, still in residence, um, it actually favors the defense of the city because the obvious buildings provide significant cover and concealment uh, for an attacking force. Uh, the, the other thing that we have to keep in the back of our minds is that the Russians uh, pull out all the stops here. They don't make war just on the Ukrainian military, as a matter of doctrine, they make war on the people 
who are supporting the military to break their will and force capitulation. So they have no compunction about slaughtering people's lives, as we've been witnessing now for two weeks. But on an assault of a city of that size, it could get quite intense. And they're also prepared to use chemical weapons if they had to. Um, they, they certainly sanctioned Assad using chemical weapons in Syria when they were providing the air power for Assad. So but they have to get there first and, and encircle the city. And we'll see how they, they haven't been able to do that in two weeks. They started today, and they still haven't been able to do it. That's the, that's the main effort. Uh, in the South, they've had some progress uh, in the South, and their, their, their desire is to cut the Ukrainians off from the sea. Uh, 70% of all the imports and exports dealing with Ukraine, which is the second largest country in Europe, comes from the sea and they and russia wants to cut that off they they have made some progress with that but they have a long way to to go to be able to cut the southern coast off uh and that's kind of where we are they still have not taken a major city in ukraine they still do not have air superiority ukrainian aircraft are flying and doing damage and they still have not been that effective with their offensive cyber activity uh, in Ukraine. General, uh, as a, a being in charge of our uh, army in the United States, uh, are you uh, surprised at the lack of ability of the, of the mainstream of the Russian army? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely stunned by it, to be frank. Uh, and, and I think many of us, you know, as <laughs> it just brings me back, John. I mean, many of us, uh, we, we we overrated the Soviet uh, military before the collapse, and when they collapsed, and we got the got to see it with our, ourselves and meet all their generals and the rest of it, we realized that uh, we had made these guys about eight foot tall, and they were they were nowhere near that. And I think we've done a little bit of that again because we bought into the narrative that Putin was modernizing his military for the last ten years and you know showcasing certain things. But a lot of the basics, they just don't have. And they have never really done anything on a scale like this since World War II. Uh, So that's one of the problems that they have, just the sheer scale of the operation. And and they're having leadership issues. They're having logistic issues. They're having morale issues. And then some of their equipment just isn't as good as, as advertised. Also, General, there used to be a protocol where our generals would be talking to their generals on on a, on a daily on a daily basis. Is that still going on? Do you think? I'm just asking your opinion. I'm not asking for inside information. <laughs> you mean uh, talking to the Russian generals? Yes. I don't think we've had any serious conversations with them since this started. We may have. I mean, uh, General Milley, who's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Uh, who I talk to regularly um, and in communication regularly uh, during this, I'm saying. Uh, I know he spoke to the head of the, the Russian military before this all started, um, you know, trying to tell him how foolish he would be in doing this and that they would likely lose um, in the long run because there's no way they have enough forces to occupy Ukraine. Even if they topple the government, they can't control the people. 
Yeah, so I don't I don't know if we're having any conversations uh, with them now. We may. We have uh, also established a deconfliction way to to talk to each other if there's an emergency taking place where our forces are about to fire at one another. Uh, we can pick up a phone and talk to them in a matter of seconds. But uh, I, why why are you asking that question? What's your thought behind it? Well, my thought is uh, Putin is the is threatening that red button. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and and I will. Will his generals do that kind of stupid thing? Well, I think uh, Russian generals would have, would likely obey him, but I, I, I would also tell you that uh, there's dissension. We know this for a fact. There was dissension before this operation began. Uh, many, not many, but a number of the leaders questioned uh, not just why are we doing it, but could they do it? given the country is so large and some of them who've had experience in Ukraine know how tough and resolved the Ukrainian people are that everybody would, everybody would get into the fight, not just the Ukraine military because there's been Russian troops assigned to Crimea and in and out of the Donbass region for the last uh, eight years. And they certainly have a pretty good understanding of, of, of what's taken place. So, a couple of things the Russians did from the outset is one, they underestimated the Ukrainian people. I mean, and and the Ukrainian military. And then they designed, they conceptualized the plan. When I first saw it, um, you know, you grow up in the military and you, and you become a senior leader. You're, you're used to dealing with campaign plans on a regular basis. And when I saw the campaign plan attacking on four axes, a country that large, each one of them have to have its own logistical support and its own air power and artillery to support all of it and doing it simultaneously. That is complicated, very hard to do, very ambitious. We could do something like that, but we're practiced at this, and they are not. And they they failed miserably. They actually thought that they could take the country down in two days, John, just by their mere presence, that the Ukrainian military, when they saw them, would just surrender. And they only committed a third of the entire 190,000 troops that they had deployed to go across the border uh, into Ukraine on those first couple of days. And then they had to completely regroup and recover from that uh, since that time. Obviously, they know full well now what they're they're really on up against, and they certainly underestimated them. And they all also probably buy in, John, to their own hubris a little bit, you know, about how good they are. It, it and, looks and, like and, they have another Afghanistan on their hands. <laughs> it's a good analogy, I'll tell you, my friend. Yes. Um, they uh, in, in Afghanistan, they had a superior force, but they didn't know how to fight people that were hiding in the mountains and didn't want to be found. Because they were not dealing, they weren't dealing with a Ukrainian military organization. You know, they were dealing uh, <clears throat> with insurgents who were just hiding from them. And they, what they did is they brought in their tanks and their big hind helicopters, and they just took out villages at a time, slaughtered the people, and at, that just intensified the uh, the. Uh, the Taliban and what they were called in those days, the Mujahideen, uh, to attack them. And of course, we gave them this 
the Stinger missiles, which were very effective. General, this and is former was, Congressman Pete King. If I get this first of all, thank you for your service. But also, you know, you mentioned the uh, dissatisfaction in the military. I, I saw Putin publicly attack the head of the intelligence uh, agencies last week. Uh, you know, more people are getting agitated, and also the uh, you know the uh, oligarchs are losing their money. Do you see any chance that Putin could be eased out? It is. I, I don't think anybody conceptualized that a few weeks ago, uh, Congressman. But I, I do think that that is now an issue on the table. Um, it'll be a while. I think it would only happen as a result of the people pushing back on him. I don't see his leaders pushing back on him. Uh, he's he's too protected to be able to, for any of those leaders to do that. Uh, the the largest entity in this government is the is his secret service uh security services um and and they're protecting him and his regime well, but if the people on mars start to come out not the young people who are tied to the internet but it'll take a while for the the sanctions and everything to take hold you know with the working class people and others but if they show up in the hundreds of thousands uh, on the streets of Moscow and other cities because of their suffering, there is a distinct possibility that could happen. General Jack Keane, thank you for everything you've done for our country and continue to do for our country. Uh, thank you for letting the American people know what's going on, and I hope we can catch up with you again real soon. Yeah, sure. Thank, thank you. you. Always thank enjoy you, talking to your audience. Thank, thank you, General. Thank you.